episode seven. We're so close to the end. I can taste it. And it tastes like Thai food. It's Drag Race Thailand. the RuPaul's Drag Race, well it's not RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag Race recap show for Drag Race Thailand Season 1, Episode 7, titled Twins. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined as always by the goddess of glitz, glamour, gossip, goth and gore herself, Miss Lori Rockenkamp. Hello, Lori. Eba! Eba! <laughs> I think on the show it said you crazy bitch. That's what it's. That's what oh the, yeah, Panpan kept saying that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I, I was like, "Ooh, that's good. I'm gonna remember that." Wait, so. hold on. You don't have to do this every single episode. Hold on. They require it. What the Thailand style? Anyway, as we were saying, do they require that every episode? Yeah, it's by it's by law. Every time I miss Has it, it yeah. Every time I don't do it, a, a Thai person gets killed. So that means. Six what? days. Yeah, yeah. Six days. Wait, of- who's making these demands? You should be contacting the police. I don't. I can't get into it, Lori. But- Sounds like a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, six days a week, uh, a Thai person died. I only do this show on uh, on uh, you know whatever day this is. So, which is funny because we were supposed to. We, yeah, we were supposed to do it yesterday on Monday. We did it on Tuesday. That I means someone yesterday died needlessly, but. That means we saved someone today. Why? Yeah. Why did they have to die? That's just the way it is, Lori. It's just the way oh, okay. it is. Okay. I don't make the rules. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, you apparently don't. No. You just blindly follow them. Yeah. I don't make All them. Right. I, just, I just follow them. <laughs> now, Lori, uh, I got you here on the horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were going to tell me a story about something weird that happened in your house. Here. Do we need spooky music for this? <laughs> well, thank you, first off, for calling me through the horn. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so I about fourth. So one of the, one thing is is uh, there's fires oh, yeah. in our area, mm-hmm. and uh, the the district I work for they announced yesterday that they were having a non-instructional day today Mm -hmm. due to the fires and the air quality. Sure. So I was all excited to sleep in. Mm -hmm. So I stayed up late, finally went to bed, and then Mm -hmm. around 4.30 in the morning... Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. It was kind of like that. It was kind of... Well, I wanted to find scary music to play while this is happening. I like this this one better. Hold on. Okay, this is perfect. All right, go ahead. Um, so around 4.30 in the morning, I just hear, you know how when you hear a sound and it starts incorporating itself into your dream? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I was having a dream that I was, I was in a band and I was a trombone player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started realizing, no, that's like an actual sound that's in the house. And this is, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. <sighs> I would show up to Joe's, uh, anytime Joe and Aiden had, uh, phone sex. Oh. And I would just play that. So that would be my... I actually have that sound. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what I played on the trombone. Mm-hmm. Was that sound effect? Is that Aiden getting in his car? Or is that you getting in your car? It's his mom. Getting, it's his mom getting in the car. Oh, so what I would hear, I so as I was waking up and I just started hearing. Okay, just repeatedly, uh-huh. nonstop. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, "What the hell is that?" And I thought for a split second, I thought it was coming from outside, and so did my aunt. Oh, but so I you, should oh, so say, your aunt, your aunt woke up. Okay. My aunt woke up too. But I should say this uh, for anybody listening out there: yeah. um, my aunt doesn't wear clothes to sleep. <gasps> so she came outside, and she was like, "What's going on?" And I go, "Kathy, you're not dressed." Like, like completely. She came out completely nude. She had a shirt on. But she had no pants on. And I was like, you're not dressed. You need to go back inside. Mm -hmm. So she goes back inside and I start realizing, no, it's coming from inside the house. The sound is coming from inside the house. And it was coming from my bathroom. (gasps) And it sounded like, I don't, I still can't explain it. It sounded like there was something going on in the wall where, like, the pipes were trying to expel something. But it was just a constant banging. And we were, like, flushing the toilets. We were... we I, I tried turning on the shower. Nothing. And then I just turned on the sink to wash my hands. Magically, it goes away. Mm-hmm. And we haven't... We don't know what it was... What was the cause or anything. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. Well, first of all, I know exactly what it was. What was it? air in the pipes. It makes those kind of noise. But my question to you is, and maybe you don't know because you were at work all day, at any point did Kathy your Aunt Kathy the one that you uh, forced the cast of the comeback to say hi to her. At any point did she turn off the water? No. Huh. No. Not at all. Because air in the pipes, which often can happen when you turn off the water, will maybe this came in some other way, will make those kind of like like creaky noises. It wasn't creaking. It was like a loud bang. It was a weird. It was weird. It was really scary. This is from the Kenny G Halloween album. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm kidding you. But <laughs> oh, I would love it if that was the case. Did I ever tell you that I used to take flute lessons from this guy who, like, had a white-hot hatred for Kenny G? Because he said that he wasn't a real musician. And I I didn't really like practicing or playing the flute. So all I had to do was just ask him what his thoughts of Kenny G were. And then he would just go on diatribes about him and play, then tell me how he was such a better musician than Kenny G. And he would play the saxophone. And that was it. Those were my flute lessons. You know, I'm doing that event this weekend on Halloween, and it's so funny that I even may go a step further. I have a meeting on Thursday via Zoom. Uh huh. With the people from Hamburger Mary's. Wait. I don't know. I don't. Like, think it's, I don't think it's the Wright brothers. Oh. Um, I think it's the manager of the West Hollywood location, but 
If, if, you it, tell them if, that. if it is, though, I'll get really excited. Yeah, you should. You should talk to the sugar baker twins. See so, if they. Yeah. Do you think they'll? Do you think they'll? They'll answer questions about Camp Wanakiki? Maybe. I don't know. You would have to phrase it in a way that seems like you're a fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my God. Do you guys know Say Kavi? <laughs> you did it. Um. You could be like, I've seen Camp Wanakiki, but I say it enthusiastically so well, they don't recognize this... that you didn't say you liked it. You just said you've seen yeah. it. This wouldn't be a lie. My island on uh, Animal Crossing is Wanakiki. Mm, that's not a lie. Yeah, not a lie. Didn't... They might think I'm a big fan. I'm going to mention that. All right, Laurie, we are here to talk about... Um... Wait, why do I stop? 18. We're here to talk about 18. It's a youthful, youthful, what I'm guessing, drug Mm -hmm. um, that keeps your skin smooth, I'm assuming. I'm going to be honest with you. This is one week where Luke Stamen has earned his pay. He gets paid? Oh, yeah. Good for him. This episode. Well, look, the script is four pages. Okay, Lori, I don't want to be here that long. Look, can we just buzz through this? I mean, I'll give my thoughts. But a four. Well, script. I did do a, a a recap of the entire. No, I didn't. I didn't. I was going to recap that soap opera that they did, but then I was like, I can't even follow the thread of what's oh, happening. Oh, I, I will talk about that soap opera. Yeah, I was looking at the sometimes I couldn't follow it, but we'll talk about it. All right, here we go. This week, the theme of the episode is twins. For the is it really though? Is it though? About five minutes of it is twins. I think it should be like, uh, you know, schizophrenia. I think, I think it should just be that emoji of the guy going, his hands up in the air, and like, well, I don't yeah. know. You know, who knows? Yeah. That emoji. Anyway, this, this week, the theme of the episode is twins. For the mini challenge, the queens are tasked with creating team beauty portraits. Dearest and Annie come out on top. In the first of two maxi challenges this week, the contest two maxi challenges this week. The contestants pair up with returning queens to make conjoined twin looks, promoting collagen supplement 18. The runway theme is Songkran, the Thai New Year's Water Festival. In a twist, there is a second maxi challenge this week, a Thai soap opera acting challenge. In the end, Annie Mae Wong wins, and Natalia Playa Camp is named safe, leaving best friends Dearest Doll and B. Ella to lip-sync for their lives. After an emotional showdown, Dearest Doll is told, Shantae, you stay, while B. Ella is asked to sashay away. Lori Roggenkamp, if you're able to, can you name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? Yes, I liked... Uh, I really liked the looks for the water festival. I thought they were overall, I thought they were pretty fun. Um, I, I even for the most part, kind of like the looks, which I'll, I'll add those as this, as the both, the looks for the, um, uh, twins, because I thought it was cool how they were able to get all of, make those looks in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also liked the on its face. I liked the soap opera challenge because I thought, oh, this will be a fun way to show acting range. And I felt like some queens did better, mm-hmm. but I just think it went on too long. Yeah. Um. So I will say I like the soap opera challenge as a whole. 
What I don't like, and I think what I'm realizing is I don't like about the show in general, is that I think based off the show, yeah. I mean, if I was in that show, I could not, I could do bare minimum mm-hmm. for all of the challenges except for the run, the last runway, and still be okay, safe for the show. Like, that's what I don't understand is that these queens, like, are, have so many challenges, but it doesn't seem like any of them matter unless it's the ru- the last runway. Yeah, no, you're right. That is, you know, I'll, I'll even put a button on this. I'll even, I have a different point to make, but I'll tie into what you just said. Mm-hmm. It was this episode and particularly the water challenge where I was like, oh, okay, I get it why these people who are fans, fans of RuPaul's Drag Race and particularly the looks were big fans of Drag Race Thailand because the looks, I will say for the water festival, were probably some of the best looks, if not the best looks this season so far. You know, yeah, like the most creative and you don't really see that on RuPaul's Drag Race and really well done. I will say for the most part, even the one I think Biela was the one they were kind of lazy about. But if someone did that on Drag Race and put, took out cardboard cutouts of their contestants, they would go crazy. So, yeah, the, that drag queen that was at the end that I, I really I like Miss ACDC, she I felt like had put a good pin, point, pin on it, which is like everybody did a great job. But in the end, somebody's got to go home. So I like I oh, kind of well, like that. I'm, I'm glad she really uh, made up that phrase. I've never I've never yeah. heard that before. So let me I know. get this straight. You really like that she said everybody did a great job, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, somebody's got to go. I, you know, yep. I think there's some racism here because I don't think RuPaul knows that she said this. Someone needs to write to RuPaul and tell her they do. What were you gonna say? Is that, look, I still overall, like, this is not a show we should be recapping. For a couple of reasons, by the way. For a couple of reasons. One, it's really hit home with, with me this this past few months with Holland and Thailand. That really these shows should be recapped from people from those cultures. Okay? Yeah. And that it does a disservice to recap a show when you're not a member of said culture. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's weird because I would say anybody could recap the American drag race, but that's because America goes all over the world and fucking vomits its culture of everybody else, you know? But um uh let me rephrase. You shouldn't recap a show where you don't know much about that culture. Okay? Yeah. But also uh is this is not and this is not a judgment on the show. And you and I had a similar conversation today. And I think actually I think I'm stealing your point. I think you made this point. But just because you like a show or because a show is good doesn't mean that it's worthy of being recapped. Yeah, or exactly. Would, let me rephrase. Just because you like a show doesn't mean you would make a good recap. You know? Yes. And I actually, I think I could see myself if I was in the mood for more drag race content, enjoying drag race Thailand. Okay. Um, but I'm not really a person who's super into the looks, and I think that's really a big part of it because there's no, there's almost zero to none work workroom drama. And- yeah, I mean, even even in this episode where they were like, 
we were hoping there'd be workroom drama. Mm-hmm. There were even uh, because, you know, Natalie Applycam is such a bitch. She's like, well, I'm not competing against them, so I have no reason to be a bitch. And it's like, well, oh, OK, great. Well, what's funny is there was a part early on in the episode where there was some actually interesting workplace conversation. And mm-hmm. and I even know like, oh, wow, we're finally getting to see them um, interact in the workroom in a real and meaningful way. And then I go, oh, it's an infomercial. Because then they go oh. like, yeah, that's just like uh, this makeup line right here. You know? Yeah. And then oh. they show you how to go online and order and create an yeah. account. And that's so, to, so the, liked about this episode, I will say is there is actually content to recap in this episode because as I told you on the phone, and I'll say this right here, I might as well say it right here, is, look, my complaints in the past have been the editing, they didn't know where to edit things down. Mm-hmm. And that can be a big problem with editing where you're not chopping it down, you're not making it smaller. You can also have a problem with editing where you're squeezing too much in. And this was yes. essentially two episodes that they squeezed into one. I'm almost wondering if they had these episodes planned out and then the network said, no, we only want eight. You know? Uh, well, it doesn't seem like episodes. It seems like ideas. They had all these ideas and they were like, oh, well, we only need eight episodes. So we don't need that many ideas. And they yeah. were like, but we like all of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is still an editing problem. It's a production and editing yeah. problem. And so there's just too much goes on in this episode and you don't get to see enough of it. You know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So anyway, so... um I don't know what my final point was going to be. So let's actually just move right. Is there anything you want to say in general about the episodes, Lori? I mean, you kind of said it. It just felt like another commercial Oh, that's for the I'm most saying. part. Mm-hmm. Like the first half felt like a commercial mm-hmm. or an infomercial. And then the second half, I felt like it. But, but like, like the soap opera thing, I just I felt like there were no stakes there. Like it was just like, oh, we're just going to have fun and we're going to recreate this soap opera for yeah. no reason. It didn't seem to have any bearing whatsoever in the final. No, at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here we go. After the double elimination, the queens return to the workroom and Natalia is dragging a giant garment bag. Natalia points out that B. Ella is the only one remaining who hasn't had to lip sync. The queens notice that the two contestants Petra left out of her mirror message were sent home. Next, the contestants reflect on their track records while doing yet another commercial for Line Mobile. After the video message, Art, Aria, and Pan Pan enter the workroom and call the pit crew to announce this week's mini challenge. Hashtag double trouble. The queens are paired off to become twins and create beauty portraits using NYX. Oh, NYX. NYX Cosmetics. Annie Mae Wong wins the luck of the random draw and gets to choose her partner. She picks Dearest Doll. No. You know, you, well, well. Here's the deal. This, the, the script. Oh yeah, dearest all. This is the first yeah, one. The, the script forgot, doesn't but... mention this. They bring in the former contestants, which again, so cruel. No, that's that's the that's afterwards. That's the other challenge. Oh, with okay. The, with okay. the dresses. Oh, okay. So anime we want to look at the random and we get to choose our partner. She picks Dearest Doll, leaving Natalia and B. Ella together. After the photo shoot, the winners are revealed to be Dearest and Annie Mae Wong. Their prize is an advantage in the maxi challenge. You know. Let's talk. And let's stop right here and talk. Yeah, go ahead. I will say, uh, here's why I kind of liked it. Um, this one, if this had been, if they had carried this forward, I would have liked it a lot more. But I felt like they kind of just let this go. The the photo shoot thing, mm-hmm. where I felt like this was the first time we were. The, one, this reminded me of like the first episode 
where the queens sort of got to kind of manage their own look. Mm-hmm. And then the judges sort of gave very constructive feedback yeah. where I agree that I felt like B Ella and Natalie apply cam, their look was more, more interesting, but it wasn't defined enough. There wasn't enough black. It was very pale. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, the host, I always forget the host's name, Art Aria. but our Aria was, I thought she's made a very smart comment, which is like, if you had added some black highlights or some black, you know, undertones, it would have come off a lot better. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. And then they sort of just move on. Not, that doesn't matter. That photo shoot has no yeah. bearing on the rest yeah. of the show. And uh-huh. it's like, okay, well, I guess we're done with that. Well, so right before, yeah, it was weird. Right before they go into the mini challenge and whatnot, and they go actually go into the line, the, the, the moment I was talking about where well, they are actually having a real conversation about, track records and stuff like that and Petra was like well I won this and then they go but then it went right I mean I will say it's pretty smooth they went right into a line mobile infomercial but they before did that, right before they did that Dearest and B Ella walk into the workroom and Dear Dearest gets on B Ella's shoulders and they go swadika you know and they're like oh that thing we always did with Petra I'm like was that a thing yeah <laughs> there were moments they were showing when um when Biella unfortunately goes home at the yeah. end, mm-hmm. and I was like, I've never seen any of those moments, <laughs> like those uh, all those all those workroom entrance moments. Yeah, I was like, I think I saw one of them. Yeah, like maybe two, maybe two, like one and then one before. Yeah, this or something. but they showed so many, and it was like, what? When did they show that? When did yeah. they do these? Yeah, I don't know. They never focused on it. it horrible editing the show. Horrible I mean, editing. Legitimately, if you had told me that Dearest Doll and B. Ella were friends, if you had asked yes. who's B- Dearest Doll's best friend on the yes. show, I would have said, I have no idea. <laughs> which, is, which is so funny because they made a big deal about Jaja and Amadiva being friends, and that, uh, that amounted to nothing. Yeah. Like, okay. You know? And, but you, and I'll be honest with you, they dropped that on us like a hot, like a sack of hot potatoes. Like, whoa, where did yeah. this come from? That Jaja and Amadiva are like best friends? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I didn't know. And Petra, Petra, Amadi, Petra, Dearest Doll, and B. Ella are apparently were like a trio. Yeah. And I was like, if you had asked me to name a trio in that group, I would have, I would not have guessed that it would be those three. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. 100%. Uh, also for the, so going back to the mini challenge. So we know the mini challenge, you know, Annie and, and Dearest win. And they make a big deal, like, Annie gets to choose who's going to be her twin. Who else would she choose? Well, that's when they they have, that's when they bring back the other queens. No, and, but, when, but when she chooses her twin, they're like, oh, what, what is this? What are you talking about? Isn't this called twins? No, the twins, oh, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. She chose who she chose Dearest Doll. I thought you were talking about yeah. the second twin. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about the first one. I'm yeah, getting I so know. confused. It is very confusing. So, like, they're like, oh my God, who is she going to choose? I'm like, the right thing to do would be to choose Dearest, and that leaves B, Ella, and, um, yeah. because, you know, um, uh, Natalia Playa Cam is short and chubby, right? Yeah. And then B, Ella is tall and fat, like that big fat pig Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> Joe is literally laughing so he like coughed he was laughing so hard. I've never seen him laugh so hard sorry <laughs> so, at his own joke <laughs> I try and usually do that with a straight face but I couldn't even do that with a straight face <laughs> he so he went into he, it was like me in a conniption like he he literally like con- was convulsing he was laughing so hard no, it was like you on Dragula when you kept trying to work in that I'm that bitch joke that you were workshopping all week. Yes, yes. I, I still, I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, still working on it. Yeah. I'm that bitch. I'm that bitch. <laughs> so the point is, who else would she have chosen? It wasn't that big of a deal in there. And then even then, BL even says like, yeah, if I would have won, I would have chosen Natalia. <laughs> like, who else would you have chosen? But also... Again, horrible editing because when they actually do the mini challenge, they show uh, Annie Mae Wong and Dearest Doll first, and it's just like Art and Pan Pan are like, ugh, I don't like this. Right? Ugh, this Mm-mm. is not good. Yeah, they kept critiquing it. Yeah, and then the B, Ella, and, and uh, Natalie are like, like, first of all, half a second long what they showed. And like, meh. And they're yeah. like, the winners are Dearest Doll. And I'm like, what? Yeah, they kept, they, I felt like, I know there was more, but it literally felt like they brought them in and then they said, all right, and now the winners. And it was like, they brought them in just to announce the winners. Like I yeah. was like, I didn't even get to see their photo shoot. Yeah. Like I actually ultimately get, but here's a deal where it's weird is ultimately they uh, lost. I'm talking about B Ella and Natalie applied camp because, and I get this, I think this critique is correct, but they lost because um, they didn't use the makeup effectively, right? Yes. Where, but here's the deal. That's sort of the problem with a um, sponsored challenge is ultimately, I think, um, B. Ella and, and Natalia look more like uh, twins than uh, the, the dearest in anime Wong. Yeah, it becomes, it's not about the twins. Yeah. Which we can even see in the second twin challenge yeah that it's not about the twins it's how you use the product yes 100 percent. so it should have just been a product challenge i don't understand why they had to add an an, another layer to it there's so many products in this episode it is ridiculous all right back in the workroom art aria introduces dj model and actor matum representing the collagen supplement brand 18 to announce this week's Maxi Challenge, a mini fashion show themed around feeling like an 18-year-old again. The former contestants are called back into the workroom. As the winners of the mini challenge, Dearest and Annie get to choose their partners first. Then assign the other two queens partners if they decide to do so. They opt out and let Natalia and Biella choose for themselves. Um, before, well, Let me just read this first. Dearest chose Petra. Annie Mae Wong chose Mini Minaj. B. Ella chose Bunny B. Fly, and Natalia chose Amadiva. That left Morgan and Janja unchosen and forced to go home. I think that this shows they really, because Morgan was just shitty. So I can see why no one wanted her. They yeah. really hated Janja. I don't, I don't think it was funny jokes and ha ha ha. I think they hated Janja. They legit, well, but here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to the soap opera challenge, they're all like, oh, Janja's so funny. Yeah. So I'm like, did they though? You know, did they hate Jaja or was it that she just didn't have the look that they were going True. for? Jaja also didn't have the strongest looks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I, again, will bring up, which is something you brought up 
about B. Ella and, and them in the, you know, their un, unseen workroom entrances that we all remember as, as being lovely and joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, oh, well, uh, Anna Mae Wong was like, I chose Mini Minaj because she, she can actually sit focus during a challenge. And I was like, when? She was how, the first one eliminated. Yeah, how do like, you know? How do you know that she can focus during a challenge? So I just thought it was, yeah, I thought it was weird. Again, I felt like they should have played the game more. I felt like yeah. they should have picked mm-hmm. the queens. But I got to be honest, I think even if they had picked the queens, they probably would have picked with who they picked. I don't yeah, think yeah, they yeah. would have picked um, Morgan or no, 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 no. Um, Jaja. I love uh, Jaja going like, well, maybe, you know, maybe they're still threatened by me because maybe I'll come back for another season. <laughs> it's like, oh, honey, I don't think that's the I case. think also probably could be part of the problem and have nothing to do with Jaja, her look, or how nice she is. But Jaja, I get the impression, doesn't really speak very good Thai, if at all. Yeah, and so that's another like- reason. Well, didn't they say when she got eliminated, they said that she wrote Thai in a karaoke way? Yeah, what does that mean? They were like, oh, she's writing Thai in a karaoke form, which could mean like maybe it's like Google Translate kind of Thai. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just guessing. Yeah, but. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's move on. Back. Okay. We did that. First of all, I, this Matum, I didn't know who that was. Oh, and they said he was his, their biggest supporter. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? Cause I think that was a mistranslation. I think it was sponsor. Oh, because later. They had the same word, and then the translation said sponsor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, in the first of two maxi challenges this week, the queens walked the runway and conjoined twin looks, promoting 18 brand collagen supplements. Uh, first, Dearest and Petra were a farm girl look conjoined at the waist. Natalia and Amadiva had a mouse look conjoined at the waist. B. Ella and Bunny B. Fly did an origami look conjoined back to back. And Annie Mae Wong and Minnie Minaj had an elaborate paper gown conjoined side to side. Annie and Minnie impressed the judges and come out on top winning 40,000 baht, about $1,300 US. Uh, Lori, your thoughts on this uh, runway look thing? Well, two things. The first one is why... Why did they all have to be Siamese twins? I don't know. Why did they have to be conjoined twins? I don't know. It's really odd. They said it was a twin challenge, and then they all come out joint. It's like, why can't you guys just be twins? Like, why do you have to be joined? And what? And uh, who was it? I think it was like, it was uh, well, uh, Natalie Applycam, and uh, who was who was her partner? I forgot her part of that was Amadeva. Amadeva seemed like they were joined by dick and butthole. Like they just seemed like they walked out. And then one queen seemed like they were joined by the penis because they walked out and they had their crotches together, mm-hmm. but they were like facing sideways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was, th- that was kind of skeeved me out, which I was like, why do they all have to be conjoined? I would um, say as far as I go with the look, the only one that was impressive to me was Annie May Wong and Minnie Minaj's that paper one. I thought was really cool looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, Anime Wong, you can, you know, I, I don't necessarily like her personality, but she yeah. definitely is great with looks. Yeah, so. she is. I, I would 100% agree with that. Um, oh, What was my second? Oh, shoot. I forgot. Um, Yeah. I, oh, so at this point, I have a note in my notes. Where okay. I write, I, I, cause I remember it happened, and I'm like, okay, we just did that. But I noticed, I'm like, wait, it's only that. 
uh, Twink from 18 and Art and Ban Ban on the stage. And I, and I put pause. I'm like, oh, we're only like 20 minutes into the episode. Oh, my God. And it I felt was like, like so long. And I was like, I wrote my notes. Wait. We're already at the runway. And I go, what is this? I go, and I, I know I wrote this. Oh, no. More than one? Because then they come back, and back in the workroom, Art Aria announces this week's runway theme. We just did a runway. Ty- but it also seems like it's like they did all that work, and then it was like, oh, yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. I felt so bad for them. They literally ran these queens ragged yeah, for really almost did. no reason. So, back, yeah, the, 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 this, weird, oh, sorry, this week's runway theme, Thai New Year's Water Festival, Sunkran. As well as the runway, Art Aria announces a second maxi challenge, a Thai soap opera, La Corne, acting challenge, a ladyboy version of Pleng Fra Nung, The Royal Fire, a very popular Thai drama from 2017. Roles are chosen by random draw. Uh, Annie Mae Wong gets the lead role of Princess Anantip. Uh, Natalia Playakam plays the straightforward role, a good person, Princess Sekara Dewey. Princess Tongwan is played by Dearest Doll. She's a villain. And then B. Ella is Dowager Sampao Nangam. Um, okay, let's go to the second maxi challenge, okay? Okay. And then I, I want to talk about it here. But I got to be honest with you. I mean, we could talk about the soap opera. Oh, that's what we're going to do. That's why I'm getting into it. We could talk about it for, we could have a whole episode on the soap I agree, opera. But we're not. We could also skip the soap opera and not talk about it because <laughs> it has no bearing on the show whatsoever. I know. It really has no bearing. It never even comes up on the runway or anything. Nobody mentions it ever. There's no winner. There's no loser. It's it. That's it. Do you think maybe because they went on location, do you think they filmed it after the show? Probably. Yeah. Anyway, um, for the second Maxi, Ch- Maxi Challenge shoot, the queens are filming on location of the actual show they're spoofing, Samfet Palace, with the same director from the show as well. The eliminated queens are brought into the set to join the final four for the acting challenge. The director is impressed by Dearest Doll's acting, and B. Ella feels like Jaja is stealing her scene. Shortly after, the finished scene is presented in full. Okay, let's stop right here and let's go into the soap opera. Uh, I actually, you said you could talk about this for a day. I actually only have one or two comments that are big comments, but that's all I really have. What about you? Well, I have a couple. My first comment is they acted like they were so excited to be getting the director of the di- soap opera and then come to find out he's also the director of Drag Race. So it was oh, like... Is he really? Didn't he say that? And the thing he goes, I'm also the director of Drag Race. And it was like, well, then that wasn't Hold a gift. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see here. I got to see it. I'm going to go. I'm going to IMDB this shit. Okay, go ahead. So I was like, okay, well, then it wasn't as much of a get as they were making it out okay. to me. Um, and then the second thing was, I thought it was so weird because it seemed to me like there were very dramatic moments. Mm-hmm. And then just randomly somebody would go like, you know, like, <laughs> and then that was supposed to be like the comedy part of it. Okay. It just didn't make any sense. So that was that, you know, those are my two for right now. Okay. This is what I'm going to say right now. Okay. Okay. I first am looking for the crew. They don't have the crew. They only have the stars of the show. Oh, wait, let me see full cast. Let me see. Hold on here. Oh, no, they don't have. 
they have him as a director of uh, Pyeng Pra Nang, but they don't have the director of the actual episode. Hmm. Anyway, we'll have to find out. Anyway, so here are my big two comments. First of all, it looked great. I will say this. It looked fantastic. They did a good job with they the cinematography. Yeah, and I actually don't think the acting was horrible. Uh, not that Leah was a terrible actress, but the other ones were fine, right? But they, I mean, she didn't really have a lot of words, you know? And she, I felt like it was smart that she just got that role. I mean, not, I, to be honest with you, I kind of felt like it was interesting the way that they got it because I felt like all of their characters sort of fit with their, with their acting abilities, yeah. you know? So. Okay. So here's what I'll say. One. Even with the subtitles, I couldn't follow a goddamn fucking thing that was going on in this episode. Can, okay, you tell me what you think this show, the episode was about, and I'll tell you what I think the episode was about. Well, it, it, it might give away my second point. Let me make my second point now. Anime Wong wants to play the heroine of this show, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think it even says the lead role, and then like it's like it sounds like it would be like, oh, she's the nice character. I don't know which one was the villain. Like, well, to your point, I don't know which one was the good person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't. Well, I, I got the sense that not that Leah was. Oh, everyone's like, oh, you know, she's gonna make the right decision. Okay. Okay, based on what my memory is, I think, <laughs> and I'm gonna use the drag names. Annie Mae Wong is this princess. And she wants to go see the king. Okay. And for some reason, a bunch of girls who I don't even know who they were are like, you can't go see the king because you're the daughter of a merchant. And then the be- then the villain shows up and then they start fighting. And the villain's like, yeah, you're the daughter of a merchant. Why do you think you can go see the king? And then B. Ella shows up and is mad about her daughter and something like that, right? And yeah. Then, um, well, Natalie Applycam. This took me a while, but she plays. She's the the mother of Natalie Applycam. Oh, B. Ella is the mother of Natalie Applycam. Yeah. So Natalie Applycam is is the queen, mm-hmm. or I don't know what she is, but she's the she's her mother is B. Ella. Oh, and then but then the but then Natalie Applycam is like. I'm going to tell you something. We don't want you to see the king because he's sick. Yeah. Well, it's not that you can't see him. You just can't wake him up. He's not feeling great. He's taking a nap. Okay. And then they all slap each other and they're mad at each other. But if if the character in this soap opera is supposed to be good, the one that anyway Wong plays, she is just as awful as the villain. Yeah. Like, it's all terrible people. Okay, so go ahead. Tell me what you think the show's about. Okay, so I thought the show was about a woman who is, um, like, a concubine of the king, I guess. Played by whom? And Anime Wong. So Anime mm-hmm. Wong is, like, she plays, like, the mistress of the king. Uh-huh. Essentially, okay. or she's trying to be the mistress of the king, okay. and uh, who, who dearest doll mm-hmm. is the mistress of the king, yeah. and is like, oh, the okay. king doesn't need somebody else; mm-hmm. he's got me, 
and you're just a poor merchant's wife or merchant's daughter or something. Mm -hmm. And, and then Anime Wong is like, well, I, but I'm like young and beautiful and I can give him more than you can give him. Mm -hmm. And then B Ella, who is the prince or the princess or the queen's mother goes like, well, you guys shouldn't be talking about this in public in front of my daughter. And then uh, they're like, plus, this is where I feel like my idea goes a little haywire because they're like, plus, Natalie Applied Cam's daughter, who's Jaja, is going to be the mistress of the king. So it's like, well, isn't that the king's daughter? Like, why, you know? Yeah. So they go and they're going to, and Natalie Applied Cam doesn't want anyone to see the king. So then uh, Anime Wong goes, well, then if, if I can't see the king, then I'm taking your daughter. And Natalie Plycam says, okay, well, I'll let you see the king, but you can't wait, wake him up mm -hmm. because he's, he's not feeling great. And so Anime Wong is like, well, I don't have to wake him up. I'll just tell him that I, you know, that I'm, I should be with him or something. And then that's when they get in the fight. So. So I pulled up the plot summary from Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. It's uh, well. So here's the deal. Are so, any of us close? <laughs> I don't know about that scene, but um, it aired on Thailand's Channel Seven from February seventeenth to April fifteenth. It aired on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays mm. at eight thirty for a total of twenty six episodes. So it's a really short series. Okay, it's a limited series. And it, the plot summary is this. The story is a thinly veiled depiction of the life story of a name I can't pronounce, Queen of Burma, Burma, now Myanmar. It is set in the fictional country of Mung Tip. Lady Anantip has been stripped of her royal title. Her father, the late King Petula, was deposed in a coup. Led by King Barafa Kam, who is the elder brother of Crown Princess Sekaraduai. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's played by Natalia Pliacam. Okay. Oh, so at the, uh, Natalia Pliacam is the sister of the king. Oh. Out of resentment, she seeks revenge, Anime Wong, and precipitates the loss of Mung Tap's independence. I didn't get that. I don't get this. I don't know. Okay, um, I'm going to read about this other person, too, that, that is based on... Okay, now I'm fascinated. All right. Um, yeah, so, but, I mean, again, after that was over, they were just like, all right, well, that was the thing we did. Yeah. Now on to the runway. I'm telling you, they filmed it after the season was over. Like, we already know who the winner is and everything. Really? I think so, yeah. I think so. All right. Before the runway looks, the queens return to the workroom and reflect on the season. They talk about how exhausted they are, but they want to finish off the season with a bang. Back on the main stage, Art Aria introduces the judges before kicking off the runway looks. Hashtag water festival. Um, are there any looks that really stuck out to you? I would say I liked Natalie Apply Cams. Mm -hmm. I liked how it, it did look like water was being poured on her. I thought that was mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, I also like B. Ella's, but I think she was, I, I legit think if B. Ella had gone before Natalie Applycam, I think B. 
people would have liked her outfit a lot more. Okay. But I think it's because Nalia Playakam went first and then Biella mm-hmm. that I think that people are like, oh, we've already seen this like water shooting thing. Yeah. So we, we kind of get the what it is. Um, but I, I thought all of them did well. I mean, to be honest with you, when they, when the one judge says, oh, I felt like most of you, you didn't use the space as well as you should. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Anna Mae Wong, she's going to go home. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, she just went out and she, she even said she couldn't move. Mm-hmm. You know, she just kind of yeah. went out and wa- and I was like, so if, the, if that was their whole critique is that they need to use the space more then you would think that not, Anna Mae Wong would have been the one going home, but mm-hmm. no. <laughs> so. I mean, the only thought I had is Anime Wong's outfit looked fantastic. Uh, a lot of the outfits look fantastic. They were all fantastic. You know, great. Everyone wins. Uh, all right. Before the elimination, the queens head back to the workroom while the judges deliberate and everyone feels stressed. B. Ella feels certain she's going to be lip syncing and Dearest Doll tries to lift everyone's spirits. After the queens are called back to the main stage, Anime Wong is named the winner of this week's runway challenge and Natalia Playacam is told she's safe. Realizing that they would have to lip sync against their best friend... Dearest and B. Ella are overcome with emotion. Emotion. After much encouragement from the judges and the other contestants, they decide to give the viewers a show. That song, Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Both give it their all, but in the end, Dearest Doll sends her best friend packing, securing her spot in the final three along with Natalia Plyakam and Annie Wei Wong, Lori Roggenkamp. Any final thoughts on this episode? I will say I thought this was the best lip sync of the whole season. Agreed. Mm-hmm. This and it was not even like <clears throat> this was a good lip sync. I thought both queens did a great job. So I will say I do think B. Ella did a better job than Dearest Doll, but that's not I unusual. Thought she did for, too. Yeah, there's not. This has happened multiple times this season where they don't even try and hide it. There is a person they want to go home. They want that per- yeah. That person could give the lip sync of their lives, and they're just gonna go home. They don't give a fucking shit. Well, oh, to that same point, I was gonna say. I think it proves to me that they they did not give the uh, sachet you stay to like because the queens were deserving. They gave it because that was the episode that they decided yes. to do it. Mm-hmm. Because if you take that lip sync up against the lip sync of the two queens who stayed, there was a clear winner and there was a clear loser in that lip sync. And this mm-hmm. one, you could make an argument that both queens should have stayed. Yeah, and I I could have seen that. I could have seen. I would have been fine if they had gone top four in the finale. But I mean, you you know, it just, I, I was a little frustrated. I, I like Biella and I thought she did a great job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know. There's something I feel like that's more emotional mm-hmm. about wh- when these mm-hmm. Queens lose or when they go home where mm-hmm. I just feel so bad for them because I feel like maybe it's like their one chance to do mm-hmm. what they you know, drag, or maybe it's just, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just putting more emotion mm-hmm. on it, but it just seems to me like they just have more like, Oh, I totally, I failed everyone attitude mm-hmm. instead of just them. And so I felt bad for Biella cause I was like, she did a great job. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have no final thoughts. My final thought is I can, I, I know I've never looked more forward to next week than I ever have in my entire life. Well, the finale is going to be seven different runways. Yeah, it's going to be 11 hours and seven runways. and whatnot. But see, the thing that's frustrating is like, you know, um, they could, you know, like somebody could win essentially all the runways, but the mm-hmm. last runway is the one that, that matters. So it's like, why even put energy into all the runways? 
Yeah. No, you're right. I, the show makes zero sense whatsoever in the judging. Drag Race Holland isn't much different. I'll be honest with you, though. It might, it's something to do with these international versions. I don't know. Mm. It's very bizarre. They do the same thing on, on Drag Race Holland. Uh, all right. Uh, Lori, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Drag Race Thailand. Uh, the recap of it, at least. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of Drag Race Thailand. So for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, sashay away until next week. Sadika! Tiba!